0: Love talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Today I have leading cosmetic surgeon Dr. Joseph Nayem to the II on the phone with me. We are going to talk about the coronavirus and COVID nineteen and its effect on the aesthetic surgery practice. As we know, especially out here in California, what nationwide cosmetic surgeons are voluntarily, and in some cases not voluntarily, closing their practices temporarily as a way to keep their patients, staff, and themselves healthy. Dr. Nam, to thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio. How are you doing today?
1: Well, I'm doing great, considering uh, what's going on, Angela. I feel that we're kind of living in a movie script uh, right now.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, so this is definitely, you know, as we've discussed, it is an unprecedented crisis and it's affecting, you know, not just the aesthetic industry, but of course all types of healthcare, you know, including us and of course we do have people on the front lines who are dealing with this this, this illness, I mean, just here and now, but let's talk about, about the practice and what is your experience, you know, with this in the history of your your personal practice in terms of operating in crisis conditions?
1: Well, you know, I've done this, you know, for about 30 years. And uh, so your initial crisis is when you first go into practice, right? You don't have any patients and you got to pay for your, your billing <laughs> yeah. and everything. But, we, but that's something we all get through. Um, so, you know, the first crisis that I really experienced was uh, 9-11. And, um, you know, a uh, similar thing where you couldn't turn around without uh, kind of being depressed from watching, you know, the Twin Towers fall and not knowing what was going on and, and you know, having an aesthetic practice, uh, people felt quite guilty about spending money um, on frivolous or elective things You know, they may have thought were frivolous and um, it, it really slowed everything down. Uh, you know, we were all in mourning and uh, then, you know, things uh, picked up again. I've had some other, you know, mini crises in my practice. I had one partner that developed an addiction problem and had to go to rehab and had to deal with that. You know, in my younger days, I had a situation where I had uh, some employee mutiny and had to deal with that. And then, you know, there was the stock market crash of 2008. And, Angela, that that, that hit pretty hard for a lot of reasons. Number one, I had many patients, uh, a lot of them quite well-to-do, that, you know, were coming in here regularly for... You know, spending several thousand dollars on Botox and filler and and things like this or surgeries, they did been long-standing patients in the practice, and they went broke. You know, their their, their business went underground, and uh, so you know, I did things for them without a charge, knowing that they would make good and and pay me later. And you know, you, and, uh, obviously, people I didn't have a relationship with, I I. Know, couldn't do anything, but uh, for people that were good patients, you know, I tried to help them, and it and it paid off. So, I think that uh, one thing when we talk about a crisis, and now I'm going <clears> to <throat> just go through some <clears throat> excuse me, some random notes that I have here, and not in any order, that that's okay. Um, Absolutely, one big Absolutely. thing. I think
0: you make some great keep, points.
1: When you when you're in the middle of a crisis, the first thing you have to keep in mind is you got to plan. For the next crisis, okay, because we're all going to learn some hard lessons here, and I will be addressing some of these things. But um, you know, for instance, uh, as you know, Botox has to be kept um, in a freezer. And uh, a couple of years ago, in one year in Richmond, Virginia, we had a hurricane, a tornado, an earthquake in the same summer. I lost power three times, and my freezer went down, and you know, I lost all that Botox. You know, mm. you know. Uh, Eighty thousand dollars worth, so I said, well, that's never going to happen for me again and I bought a uh, temperature monitor that if anything changes or crashes, it sends alarms to my phone and that's an example of of planning and I think this has to go not only to your office necessities but to your home too you know we're seeing people scrambling for you know mundane household items, and uh, I think all of us are going to have a little stash of um, uh, from now on, you know, where you can keep several months of food, so you don't have to do that. So you've got to learn from the past and plan for the future. Uh, another thing I've seen, and I'm I'm sure you're seeing this too, is, you know, right now we're using taking advantage of technology. So I have always done uh, my share of online video consults, Angela, but now that's becoming very popular. I probably did seven today where people – um, uh, didn't want to come in for their post-operative follow-up, uh, and I was able to uh, uh, look at them online. There's a program called Zoom. I'm not sure if you've used it before. Have you used Zoom? Yeah,
0: um, uh, I actually, I have not used Zoom. How are you? Yeah, how are you? Well, So you're enjoying Zoom? It's working for oh, you? Really
1: it's very, very, very intuitive. It's very easy for patients, you know, and, and of course, there's Skype and there's uh, iPhone, FaceTime, but this is something that, that is going to uh, be going forward in many practices. I think they're going to see the, um, the the valuable nature of telecommunication, and um, it's going to become, you know, part of uh, the new normal. Um, so I've, I've written down uh, some items here, Angela, that I think, so what do you do? Our offices are closing. What do you do? Well, you got to look at this as a sabbatical, okay? And, you know, Sometimes, you know, people do this in academics where they have time off to catch up on things. Now, one thing I have at the top is rest. <clears throat> Some of us work really hard, and it might be good mm-hmm. just to get a little <clears throat> a little R&R. You agree, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> this is also a good time uh, for people to catch up on that big pile of journals on their desk um, You know, I've gotten several requests to do similar things that we're doing right now, and it seems that most aesthetic uh, outlets, publication, media, and everything, they want to know about corona, 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 but I think, you know, we're going to get corona fatigue. And um, so we want to break away from that a little bit, and um, it's a good time to write that scientific article that you've been thinking about but just didn't have time. It's a good time to go to your office and purge those darn cabinets, get rid of that stuff that you've had for 12 years and you know there's a we all have that someday I'll and someday I'll do this or someday I'll clean that up or someday I'll read these journals and uh, so great time to do it. Work on your physical plan you know if your staff is laid off and you're not gathering in a group of 10 get in there and and, uh, be a good time to paint or have some work done and, and plan for your reopening because when we reopen all of us It's going to be double time. Um, And, uh, you know, it's just a good time to to spruce up things and look over your office. You know, you can do a lot of staff development uh, in times like this where you're not seeing patients. And um, uh, as you're well aware, Angela, I probably learned a lot of this from you uh, several decades ago. Uh, You know, there's no more important thing in your office than your staff. And uh, unfortunately, when you're in the heat of battle, i. e. working every day, it's hard to sit down and and talk about everybody and the team and the role and, you know, staff meetings always end up being rushed. So even if you're using teleconference, we did a little staff uh meeting the other day on Zoom and we had ten people and it was uh it was it was very beneficial. I think it's also a good time, you know, in a in a normal day or week, who's got time for C M E? Right? So this is a good time there a lot of different uh, uh, outlets. I personally have a uh, uh, a video series that people can download and watch videos. Um, You know, there are a lot of... I'm seeing a lot of online stuff now from various companies. So, you know, uh, just because we're not in our office doesn't mean we have to stop learning. And um, uh, so just so many things that you want to do but you don't have time to do. Now, from what's going to happen when we get back online, so to speak? Okay. Well, this is a very good time to review your website. Uh, that's an important part of marketing and you want to make sure that, you know, uh, like I'm, I'm going to spend a lot of time here today and this weekend, going over my website and, and shoring it up and just taking off some old stuff and putting on some new stuff and, and, you know, uh, kind of discussing how we're going to get back to our, our plan. Um, good time to look at your marketing plan because this is going to change it all. So right now I'm I'm going to stop all my marketing, my advertising and things like this. Uh, Although you could make an argument that everybody's home watching TV. So if you're doing TV ads and people are probably reading the paper more, but um, you know, we've had to, we've had to furlough about 30 staff people. I have a big practice and you know, there's a lot of people that are going to go through some tough times here. So we have to, we got to reflect on what we can do. Now, one important thing, Angela, and I know you're going to agree with this, is to not lose track of your referral base. Let these people hear from you. Hey, we are, we would be in business today if we could, but you know, due to the situation, we're having to cut back on elective procedures. But you're still important to us, and if there's anything we can do, uh, we'd be happy to help you. And you know, just do some email blasts uh, of your patients. I, You know, my motto is never let the t- trail go cold. So I think that, uh, you know, doing that is something. Um, also, keep in contact with your referral base. Remember, you've got a lot of uh, doctors out there uh, or spas or whoever sends you patients that are dealing with the same thing, and I think it's good to check in with these people and, you know, get their ideas, how are they dealing with it and how are they planning. Um, you know, you can't get stuck in today. Uh, and unfortunately we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I think this thing's going to pass. And when it does, our economy is going to fire up. Our offices are going to fire up. You know, we're going to have to make up for this lost time. And, um, uh, so all of us have a list of like referral drop off. Somebody comes in for a consult. You're not, you know, they haven't seen you for surgery. Good time to be calling these people and, and seeing what's going on. And, um, you know, you can find a little humor in this. I yesterday, I, I did have a patient that came in for filler, and um, of course, we were all, all wearing a mask. and And the patient uh, asked for a mask, and she said, "You know what? This is the only time in my life that I can hide my lip filler swelling because I'm wearing a mask." Right? <laughs> that was uh, that. That was that was kind of fun. Um, well,
0: but we knew they could come in handy for
1: something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, if quite hopefully this is going to run its course. Um, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. And we're all having to uh, give up something. And I think the next thing to think about, all these things I mentioned are things that we could be doing now, but looking forward, you know, we're going to have to try and recapture what we have lost. And, uh, I'm, you know, with my staff, I'm calling that the big ramp up. You know, we got to, got to ramp up and and that's going to include – uh, you know, maybe uh, working some extended hours, maybe working some more days, and um, try and figure out how to get back on top of this. And uh, you know, these are kind of kind of my basic thoughts.
0: You know, I think this is amazing that that we are actually having this conversation, Joe. Because I know over the the many years that we've known each other, you know, we've had we we've had this same conversation, but in a different context. You know, we've had this conversation when we're talking about. What are you going to do to promote your practice? How are you going to promote your practice? You know when are you going to work on the business rather than in the business and And I really love what you just said about you know you know looking at this as you know the office is closed, and so there's no choice there in the matter, but you can make a choice, and that choice is to treat it like a sabbatical to treat it like an opportunity to step back and look at your world and decide what do I need to do for me, my family, my practice, my staff. To make it, you know, bigger um, when this dies down, or calms down, or uh, changes, or you know, what we we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how long it's going to last. We can only hope, you know, there is, you know, a six-week curve here, or uh, you know, um, right. you know that we'll, we'll 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 be re- re- re-evaluating everything over the next couple of weeks, and and I and I really love that, and so it really is a don't panic, just see the silver lining in the opportunity that has been presented.
1: Right. For and, you, you
0: know, to redo things in, in a good way.
1: Yeah. And, and the other thing is, you know, be ready for next time. I'll um, be ready for next work. time. Yeah. And, uh, cause you know, we should really record all this stuff that's going on and what we did and how we did it. And so we don't leave anything out because there certainly will be some other crises that, uh, pop up and, uh, but this is certainly uh unprecedented
0: that's great great well you know joe and then and then just how are you how are you dealing kind of with the closures in your area i mean um well you know yeah is that
1: it can... yeah, it's it, it started out kind of elective and it, it it still is it's under uh recommendation of the uh, the medical board the dental board uh now the hospitals have taken a harder uh lean into this and they are prohibiting uh, non-elective surgery uh, into May. Um, you know, uh, in our office uh, here up until today, anyhow, we people have to wait in their cars. They can't come in the waiting room. We've reduced our load. We're doing a lot of video stuff. Uh, no magazines are in our waiting room. We leave our doors open so they don't have to touch the handles. We take their temperature when they walk in. It's only one patient at a time, no more than 10 patients counting my staff. And um, so we are, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. so far it's elective, but I think probably it's going to get uh, going to be the same for everybody. They're going to have to close down.
0: Yeah. Well, again, it's a day by day day basis here. Well, 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 Doctor Naemt, just real quick, one one out of everything that we just talked about, what would you say is the number one most important things? For all of our physicians, you know, in this same situation out there across the United States and the world, because this is a global show, um, what would be your one piece of advice for them?
1: Well, we all have the responsibility as healthcare providers to, to, do whatever we can to make this better and, and not make it worse. And um, I think that a positive attitude—you know, this is going to pass—and um, we we it's so unprecedented if you just started your practice this can really be hurting you if you have a young family at home and a big mortgage and and everything you know this is gonna you'd uh, be very confusing for people who have been in practice for a longer time and more financially stable they're, they're probably better off uh you know I, I just have to say Angela that we can't control these things uh you know, the the saying that I always try and go by, and as you know, I have two severely disabled children. That's been a, a tough thing in my life. But you can't control the wind, so you just have to adjust your sails. And that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to navigate this thing one day at a time. And uh, But I think it will pass, and I hope maybe you'll have me back on here in uh, you know short time and we can talk about uh, how good it is and how lucky we got through it.
0: You know, and absolutely, absolutely, I agree with you on that. Well, Dr. Joseph Niamthi, thank you so much for those listeners out there who want to learn more about Dr. Joseph I am too. You can uh, visit his website at www.lovethatface.com. And, uh, Dr. Joe, I really look forward to seeing you in the very, very near future. And uh, thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio.
1: Uh, it's my pleasure. in that thick British accent, it's lovethatface.com. All right, thank you so much, Angela Have a great day
0: All right, you too, bye-bye